Welcome to Equip. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the very important topic of overcoming rejection. All of us, at one point in time or another, have dealt with rejection. And for some of us, it's led to some deep emotional wounds and some deep scars within our soul. So we're going to be talking today about how Jesus wants us to overcome rejection because he understands it. So I hope you stay tuned and learn how to overcome rejection. Have you been rejected? I know I have. I've been rejected at different points in my life by different people. I've been rejected by family members. I've been rejected by men. I've even been rejected in my workplace at times in my life. And rejection has caused deep emotional hurts and wounds in the very depths of my soul. And at times it paralyzed me and created some damaging effects that hurt my relationships, and it caused me to get to the point where I couldn't even live for God. So I want to talk to you today about how to overcome rejection. But first of all, let's start out by looking at what rejection is and some of the effects that it causes. So rejection, by definition, means to refuse to accept. And what's the opposite of rejection? It's acceptance. Acceptance is a core basic need in humanity today. So when we get that attacked by rejection, it can create these deep emotional wounds in our soul. Why does rejection wound us so deeply? Have you ever thought about that? Well, first, it, it attacks our acceptance. We need to be accepted. But it wounds us so deeply for other reasons as well. So number one, it attacks our self-esteem. Secondly, it attacks who we are. You know, at one point in time in my life, I was at a summer camp. And I, there was a boy there that I really liked, and I was like 13 years old, 12 or 13. And he looked at me and he said, nice legs, shamed about the face. And honestly, that affected me for years. That one line put a wound. It was like a knife deep within my heart. And I let one man's opinion and one line at one point in time hurt me so deeply and wound me so deeply because I felt it attacked who I, who I was. So it can wound us so deeply. And maybe you've had certain similar situations happen in your life where you felt rejected in that way. Thirdly, it can also attack our very purpose in life. You know, God doesn't want us to live from a place of wounds and from a place of rejection. And he understands our rejection. And I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit more. Rejection can often come, become like a paralyzing agent and can stop us from living out what God wants us to do because it tells us, we tell ourselves lies. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worthy enough. We tell ourselves lies and we start to believe those lies based on the rejection that we felt. It causes us to misplace or even lose our identity. These lies become who we believe we are 
and not who God says we are. So a lot of overcoming rejection is tied to understanding what our identity is and who we are and who God says we are. In the body of Christ today, there's a big topic going around that you're seeing a lot of books written about, you've probably heard a lot of sermons on, and that topic is called forgiveness. And we, if you are a believer and if you've read your Bible, we all know it's important to forgive because Jesus said, if we don't forgive others, he can't forgive us. Okay. However, many people are at the point in their lives where they know it's right to forgive, but there's something inside of them that keeps them from taking that step into forgiveness. So it's like they're trying to force themselves to forgive without dealing with the wound first that it was created. And most of the time, the wound that was created, that created the unforgiveness, was a wound of rejection. And it's nearly impossible to go ahead and have true forgiveness the way God wants us to without first dealing with the deep wounds that cause the hurt and pain and those wounds of rejection. So Proverbs 18 verse 19, it says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. So the word offend in the Hebrew is scandalon. And it means to set a snare or to hinder right conduct or thought. So when someone offends us, they're actually setting a snare for us. And they're hindering right conduct or thought. And a lot of times they have no idea the impact of their offense or their rejection upon us. And in some ways it can almost seem unfair to us that we're the ones that have to get over it and forgive them when they're the ones that offended us. Whether our rejection is real or perceived, it can seem unfair, but it's so important that we overcome the rejection, fair or not, because it only holds us back if we're not taking steps forward to overcome and receive the healing power of God in our life. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Okay, so a fortified city is protected. It has walls around it. Okay, and when, when somebody hurts us, we instantly want to put walls up around our heart. And we become like a fortified city that keeps people out. Okay. And it's very, very difficult when we've been rejected by somebody to trust that person again. So we, we put up this wall and we, we keep them out. You know, and I believe that it's so important to overcome rejection, to heal relationships, to heal the wounds within our heart. Relationships cannot be healed if we still have rejection with that person, if we don't let that go and discover who God says we are. You know, a lot of people think, well, how would God understand? But I want you to know today that Jesus was rejected more than any of us have ever been. He understands the deep emotional wounds and trauma that can, rejection can bring because he went through it. And you always understand something better when you've gone through it. And he loves us enough and he understands that rejection enough that he wants to heal our hearts and help us to get set free of that rejection. He was rejected by man, even by his best friends at certain times in his life. He understood everything at the time where he was making great sacrifices and being obedient to the Father, where man should have been celebrating and praising him he was rejected by those 
and some of those were even close to him. Isaiah 53, verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whose people hide their faces, he was despised, and he was held in low self-esteem. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, it says, For we have a high priest who has compassion, he feels for us in our infirmities, our pain, our weaknesses, but one tempted in all things like as we are without sin. Let us therefore go with confidence to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in seasonable aid. So we can trust that Jesus can handle our pain. Okay, and I want you to know if you're watching today that Jesus can handle the pain of your rejection. We don't have to hide it from him. He already knows what you're going through and he can handle it. What are some of the effects of rejection? Let's look at this here. Because maybe you don't know if, you've, if, if you're actually struggling with the effects of rejection or not. First of all, feelings of worthlessness, insecurity, and shame. You're not confident in who you are. Secondly, you have a fear, an unnatural fear of being rejected again. You have no evidence to say that you're going to be rejected again, but there's something inside of you that says, I'm going to be rejected again. When I was in my early 20s, uh, I was in a relationship and this overwhelming fear came over me that the, the person I was in a relationship with was going to reject me again. So I allowed that fear to take over me and I actually rejected him first. It wasn't because I didn't want to be with him, but I was so scared that he was going to reject me again. I had a wall up and I rejected him and I said, I want out of this relationship. And it was an, an unnatural fear that destroyed my relationship. Thirdly, you might be feeling, have a feeling of self-pity. You feel sorry for yourself, like nobody cares. You have a fear of confrontation. You have an unnatural fear of confrontation because you're scared of what others think. Do you reject others? You want to hurt them before they hurt you, okay? Like I had done. How about anger or even hatred? And all that anger and hatred can even lead to murder. Um, you're angry at God or you have a performance mentality. You're looking for acceptance. How about this? You can't admit you're wrong or even receive constructive criticism. You're so scared of being rejected that you have this wall up of pride that says, well, I'm just going to prove to them that I'm right. Nobody's going to tell me I'm wrong. You know, and that's a symptom of rejection. So why do these effects happen? Because rejection attacks our self-esteem. It attacks our identity and our purpose. A good example of rejection, which caused feelings of envy, jealousy, and even hatred to grow, um, is in the example of King Saul. The women were around them, and they were watching uh, King David, and they started to say, you know, Saul killed thousands of people, but David killed 10,000. So Saul instantly took that as a form of rejection, that David was getting more praise than he was getting. And so David became very angry and upset. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth. And the saying displeased him and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have but more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed, which literally means that he looked with jealousy upon David from that day forward. And it came to pass the next day that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand. And at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. 
And Saul cast a javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. Saul got to the point where he was so overcome with rejection, and his response was to act out in anger and jealousy, and eventually it opened the door to an evil spirit come into him where he wanted to kill him. Right? He attempted murder on David's life, all because of a root of rejection. You know, and I just, if you're watching and if you're in a prison or um, wherever you're at, if you've attempted to kill somebody or maybe you have, I just pray right now that you go to God to help you overcome your root of rejection because God loves you, you know, in spite of your actions, in spite of what you've done. He wants you to overcome your root of rejection and restore to you his purpose and his plan for your life. So I just pray today that, that you start to go that direction and you start to trust God and start to give him your rejection. So why does rejection affect us so deeply? Because we put man's opinion, just listen to this, we put man's opinion of who we are ahead of who we actually are. So Saul, if he would have said, you know what? It's okay, that's great that David killed tens of thousands. If he would have looked at himself and looked at who he actually was supposed to be, the king, the ruler of the nations, the great responsibility to bring his people to a better place, and the awesomeness of his God that had placed him there. Right? It wasn't the rejection that led to the action. It was how he responded to it. So putting man's opinion ahead of who we actually are can create an intense root of rejection in our lives. And that can be very, very damaging, as you saw with King Saul. So let's look at this root of rejection. Um, what is a root of rejection? And it's actually incredibly simple. It is damage from rejection that results in a misplaced identity, or that results from a misplaced identity. So I'll say it again. It is damage from rejection that results from a misplaced identity. Okay. So whenever we base our identity on somebody or something other than God's word, we're opening up ourselves to wounds of rejection because we will be rejected. Jesus was rejected. People will always be rejecting us, whether intentionally or unintentionally. We'll re we will re be rejected in some way, shape, or form. What happens when we're rejected? Well, number one, there's the action. Okay. Somebody you loved, respected, or desperately needed hurt you. Okay. They may have abandoned you. They rejected you in some way. Maybe they insulted you. Okay. Um, that's the action of what happened. Okay. Does that automatically lead to a root? No. It's how we handle it from there. We often bottle up the pain of what goes on when, we're, when we feel rejected, hoping it's going to go away on its own. But if we don't have a proper understanding of our identity, and we just let it sit there without dealing with it, all of a sudden, the effects that I mentioned earlier start to come out, and we don't even realize we've allowed a root of rejection to grow. Okay. Secondly, how did we interpret the action? Okay. When someone rejected you, how did you interpret it? Okay. Now take a hard look at how you interpreted what happened and what you internalized about who you are. Okay. 
when I told my story earlier about the boy at camp that insulted my face, right, I told myself I was ugly, that I was no good, that I was worthless. Okay, and so those are some of the lies I started to believe. And from those lies, it created a root of rejection that had devastating effects. So here are some of the lies that you might buy into. I can't get it right. Okay, your boss tells you, he corrects you at work, and you tell yourself, I can't get it right. Or your parents, you're always in trouble with your parents. Okay, I can't please others. That might be a lie. Nobody loves me. I'm worthless. I'm rejected. I cannot be loved as I am. There's no hope. Okay? Maybe you think you're dirty, you're soiled in some way. No one would want me if they knew how filthy I was inside. I'm ugly. Like I said, that's the lie I believed. I deserve what happened to me. I deserve to be rejected. Okay, these are all lies. And even the lie that God doesn't love you. Okay, God does love you. Okay, don't buy into the lies that God isn't there for you, that he's not watching over you. He died for you. That's how much he loves you. Ephesians 5, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted by him, not rejected. Okay, you are accepted by him not rejected, that is who we are. Psalm 139, verse 14, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Okay, what's your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions. God wants your soul to know very well that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, he's accepted you, he loves you, he hasn't rejected you. Rejection can attack the truth of the word of God in our life. We have to be willing to understand who God says we are, okay? Not the little lies that get whispered in our ear or the little lies that we interpret and tell ourselves whenever we get rejected by somebody. Like I said, we, we've all been rejected or we will be rejected, okay? We have to understand what God says we are. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? No one else has a right to say anything. So study about who, who God says you are. Learn about your identity in Christ. You know, in part two, we're going to talk about um, coming to the point of how God wants to heal your wounded heart, how he wants to heal the areas of rejection in you. And a lot of it's tied to your identity. I had a friend, and actually it was my best friend in life. And she was rejected. She went through lots of rejection. Um, by man, by people, by her family. She went through lots of different things um, and she ended up really being obsessed with food. And she gained so much weight and that just led to her rejection. She rejected herself and she, she always interpreted that others were rejecting her because of her weight. Um, eventually, this led her to do something drastic and have a surgery which hurt her. And it ended up making her health get to the point of decreasing so much. And she ended up, this is my best friend and my roommate. And so I walked with her on this journey and watched her go through the depression and watched her go through the rejection and how she interpreted it and some of the effects that it had on her. 
and she ended up dying a premature death at an early age, all because of an undealt with root of rejection. And she was a strong believer in Christ, but she couldn't get to the point of understanding who God says she, were, she was. She believed the lies over the truth of God's word. You know, and we all have that choice. You know, and my hope and prayer for you today is that you no longer believe the lies instead of God's truth. Because it can hurt relationships, it can hurt friendships, and in extreme cases, such as my friend, it could even end, end your life. So don't allow the root of rejection to stop you from living out your purposes and plans in God. And honestly, it can steal the very joy out of your life. Next on our show, we're going to be talking to a woman who had her own root of rejection. And this root of rejection created some harmful effects in her life. And eventually, it took her down to the road of even having same-sex attractions and her whole journey on how she had to overcome not only the rejection, but how also Jesus set her free of those same-sex attractions. Rejection is a powerful scheme the enemy uses to create emotional wounds and hurts in the very depths of our soul. And today we have a guest on our show. Her name is Vilna Van Beek, and she has a powerful story about how rejection hindered her life and the purposes and plans of God that he had for her. And she's going to talk to us about that story today. So we welcome you, Vilna. Thank you for having me today. So, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. Or let, we, let me say, we went to church on Sundays. And from Monday to Saturday, things didn't go so well. We had a lot of dysfunction in our home. I had a dad who was easily angered and he was abusive to my mother. Now, this abuse and what happened in, in our home created a tremendous fear in my life. I was actually terrified of men. He took me pushing him away, also personally, so then he rejected me. Mm -hmm. So I basically started to deal with, you know, I rejected men, and then my, my own father started to reject uh, me. Now, I have learned that, you know, rejection is a bad root, mm -hmm. and bad roots bear bad fruits. Yes, that's true. Now, what happened to me then as a young girl, you know, being so afraid of men, pushing them away, I, uh, it actually uh, drove me into the arms of women hmm. and um, because I felt safe with them and this became sexualized over time so much so that I started to experience same-sex attractions wow. and then I started to live a homosexual life. I love Jesus mm -hmm. and then on the other hand you know I caved into you know my fleshy desires and so but I could not live and practice the homosexual life and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Now, um, that, that was not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. So uh, remember my, my, my own father, um, you know, he still, he still rejects me. But um, I actually had a visit from my 
two sisters not too long ago. I live in Canada, remember, and my sisters live in South Africa, so they came to visit me. I invited them for my 50th birthday. Now mm -hmm. everybody knows how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's a few years ago already. But anyway, so I, I invited them. They came, and we had a wonderful time. We started to talk about uh, our childhood, and then after they left, uh, things started to surface. Mm -hmm. uh, anger, bitterness, and I knew I needed to deal with that. So I, I knew I had to get some healing. So I pursued some inner healing, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit took me back, showed me the roots in my life. I had to repent and renounce the roots. I had to ask for forgiveness. And then also the Holy Spirit uh, kind of convinced me that I needed to ask my father mm, for forgiveness. For forgiveness, so, yes. Vilna, I just want to ask you, you know, you had mentioned that your father, you still experience rejection from your father. So how do you cope with that? Again, I, I have learned to set healthy boundaries, but it's, a, it's an ongoing forgiveness mm -hmm. process. So when we have contact, you know, uh, and when my heart gets hurt, I need to forgive. Yes. And I make that choice, even though, you know, you don't always feel like that, but you make that choice. Mm -hmm. But then also I have learned that my identity is not in, is not uh, in the rejection or whatever I experience. My identity is because I'm a daughter mm -hmm. of the King of Kings. Yes. And so I always remind myself about that. And I have a wonderful scripture that, that helps me so much uh, in this is Psalm 27, verse 10. It says, Although my father and my mother have forsaken mm. me, yet the Lord will take me up. He adopted me as his child, and I never forget who I am. Mm -hmm. I am a daughter of the King of Kings. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is a powerful mm -hmm. thing because it sets you free. Yes. And so I think that is one of the key things for sure. Thank you so much for watching today's episode of Equip. You know, acceptance is one of the core basic needs in our life, but we don't always feel loved and accepted. Sometimes we go through these painful things like rejection. As you saw on today's show, as you heard the stories going on, maybe you felt like you remembered some point in your life where you've been rejected and those wounds still bother you. You're still feeling the effects of them. I just want to encourage you today and remind you how much God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And every lie that you're telling yourself, I believe God wants to expose those lies in your life and replace it with his truth. So I just wanna pray for you right now and just pray that God starts to help you to overcome rejection. In our next episode, we're gonna be talking about the deeper things about how to receive inner healing in your life for these areas. So I hope that you stay tuned and watch in our next episode of, as well. But right now, I'm just gonna to start to pray that God takes you through that process of healing and that those roots of rejection start to come out of your life so that you can receive his freedom. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those people that are watching right now. I pray God that um, every memory that's been triggered by watching this show, God, where even they might have even felt some pain from remembering those things. I pray, Lord, right now that by your love that you start to go deep in their heart and start to um, help them to knock down those walls between you and them. Help them to ask you to be their source and to be their healer. And so, Father, I pray, God, that you go to those deep wounds, those emotional wounds, those scars, 
those areas in their lives that they've been wounded, they've, where they've been rejected, and just apply your love, apply your healing presence right now in every area. So thank you for watching and we'll see you on the next show.